I had been selected for a most important journey. I was to help fulfill the destiny of the two great ones, Bill and Ted. Wild Stallions rule! Whenever time stands still and trouble moves too fast, And welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon compatriot, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at, in what would be a timely manner, I suppose, looking back at Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Yeah, now just to clarify, this is Bill and Ted's excellent adventures, the animated version, not the really shitty short-lived thing that came after it. Well, there was there was another one? It was a live action one in 1992. No, so, I don't remember that. Who played yeah. Bill and Ted? Um, the same dickheads who played them in season two of the animated version. I was going to say, right, because I remember they changed. I, I can remember this even as a kid. They changed voices in the animated version. Yeah. So what happened was they um, it was originally done by Hanna-Barbera for CBS. Was it CBS? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was um, definitely Hanna Barbera. I know that. Yeah, much. it was. I think, yeah, it was CBS. And then it went over to our old friends Deet. Um, and showed on Fox Kids. Never not funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and it uh, started um, uh, on Fox Kids. Um, and in that uh, in that crossover, they basically replaced the movie cast with two fucking douche monkeys who didn't really get what was going on. Um, so the the second animated season had like eight episodes, and then um, they shot this live action thing with not Keanu Reeves and not Alex Winter and not George Carlin. Um, and they then didn't release it until after Bogus Journey turned a profit because they I had mean, that little faith in it. I mean, that's just weird. Like, I I have a lot of time for Bill and Ted. It's a fandom that I'm, yeah. I wouldn't say heavily involved in, but I, I have a lot of time for Bill and Ted. Having said that, I didn't know that there was this live action thing. Now, I have, however, as men- I've mentioned on loads of these podcasts in the past, um, I do have somewhat of affinity for theme parks. And as a result, I've seen the Bill and Ted show that they run at Universal or did run at Universal every Halloween till like two years ago, very recently. Um, and that's OK. They cast live action actors as Bill and Ted, but you're viewing them from a distance because they're on stage and they do a fairly good job. They're essentially doing a Keanu Reeves, Alex Winters impression, Mm. but that's from a distance. How do you recast Bill and Ted on film where you can see him close up and it's clearly not Keanu Reeves. And these are roles that you just can't recast part. No. And this is why I think, and we'll get onto this, probably the second season of the cartoon didn't work as well. Yeah. There is something about the chemistry between those two leads that just makes Bill and Ted what it is. Because otherwise, let's be fair, they're very one note, you know. Mm. But there is something about the chemistry between Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves that just makes this stuff soar. And and so I, I just can't imagine it with any it, other actors. It is really weak. And I mean, if you look at the, the cartoon anyway, the, the animated series, it's, it's such a watered-down version of the film. Because, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a, it's a child's version of the film, yeah. isn't it? I was going to say, it's a kid-friendly Saturday morning cartoon 
of mm-hmm. a film which wasn't particularly risque in the first place. You know, you got the odd sixty nine joke. Um but you, you, you no, you haven't got the odd sixty nine joke. You've got the sixty nine <laughs> joke by which all other sixty nine jokes are now <laughs> measured. Like I yeah, can't okay. make a sixty nine joke without going sixty nine, dude. Like to be it's, fair, it's very difficult to just say sixty nine without doing that. It, it's the yardstick. Like yeah. Um but yeah, I mean there there are a couple of there are a couple of gags in there. Um you get the one about the stepmother, um, where um she goes from being one stepmother to the other. Um so you get a couple of bits of that. None of that's in the show in, in the show because it's a kid's version and I get that. So then what they do for this live action series, and there are I so said there are only seven episodes anyway, they're on YouTube. Um I did put one on earlier, got about five minutes in and went, no. I'm making just, a note of this right nope. now. Like I, I need to watch some <laughs> But it's like they've, rather than saying, right, okay, well, we'll make a live-action version of shorts of the film, they've gone, we'll make a live-action version of the cartoon. Oh, what? So it's not, it's barely Bill and Ted at this point. I mean, that must be, well, I, I'm guessing you're going to tell me it's not, but that must be pretty fucking expensive as well, at least well, you'd, a bit properly, so, wouldn't you? it's period. Like, the whole thing is, and you could do it in animation because Bill and Ted can go to ancient Rome or into the future or wherever they're going to go because yeah. it's a cartoon. You just have to draw these things. Um, now, to shoot that, though, I'm guessing, I swear to God, have not seen this show or nothing about it, I'm guessing they spend a lot of time in a fucking garage. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because... Of course you do, because you bring the characters to you rather than you go to the character. Like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, where all of a sudden everything was in the Mario Brothers home. Yeah, like that's, you, that's where I was going to go. Because you can't afford the Mushroom Kingdom. So, yeah. I mean, they've, I, borrow, they've borrowed um, the one I saw the start of, they've borrowed a school set. Okay, so... There's a bit of them in high school, but um, yeah, I didn't so get far enough into it the cartoon a bit. Right. Right, hang on. I need to see if this thing... Who played Bill and Ted? I need to know this. Um, Evan Richards played Bill and Christopher Kennedy played Ted. Now, if you look up um, the animated series on Wikipedia and you get the link for Christopher Kennedy, it doesn't give you Christopher Kennedy. The actor gives you Christopher Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy's son. Oh, So somebody was... got their citation wrong there. So it was that good then? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Evan Richards and Christopher Kennedy. Um, yeah, it's just fucking awful. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some screen grabs from it now. Jesus Christ. Christ. Yep. How how did this get made? Well, I mean, yeah. They don't even look like they've made no effort whatsoever. And then I mean the fact that they felt they felt that confident in it, they kept it back until Bogus Journey made a profit. Not even that they made it no, they released it when it came out to coincide. It was not until it made a profit. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, okay, well, we're not talking about that, thankfully. We're talking about <laughs> what I think, anyway, is, or at least the first season was, the very good cartoon yeah. show. Um, and look, a lot of a lot of successful franchises end up having cartoon spin-offs. You know, we've, we've covered Real Ghostbusters, for instance. That was another good one. Um, but a lot of them end up being kind of shitty um, yeah. and half-assed. This, I don't think, it, I mean, to start with, it has the original cast, or yeah, at least no, that, the first that's season. A, that's quite a coup. I mean, yeah, you, you're talking not height of his fame, Keanu Reeves, admittedly, but you, you've got fucking Keanu Reeves in an animated show here. Yeah. Like, that's pretty fucking impressive. Well, yeah, um, that's it. I mean, I mean, this was 1990 um, that they did the um, the first season. So, I mean, he's not, as I said, he's not peak of his powers by any uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But people he's not know Neo he yet. Yeah. No, he's, he's not, not Neo. He's, he's not even speed yet, but, you know, um, no. he's, people still know who he is. People still recognize him. 
Yeah, so, I mean, he's done... Has he done... No, I don't think he's even done Point Break, has he? No, I don't think point so. Point Break 92, I want to say. I so maybe it was roundabout Point Break. But he'd done my own private Idaho at this point. Point Break was 91 as well, so this, so this would have... It's pre- not so a bad show, guess, was it? The show would have predated... Um, uh, as uh, and it would have predated my own private Idaho as well, but yeah, no, he's uh, did Young Blood in '86, Bill and Ted in '89. No, he's people know who he is at this point. He's not uh, no, he's not Joe Nobody at this point. No, and I mean, no, it's Alex Winters for that matter. Yeah, like Lost Boys has been out by this point. Yeah, you know? so as is Bill and Ted. So you know, and fucking George Carlin is George Carlin. George Carlin. Was George Carlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like that's a pretty big coup to start with. Um, But, you know, as if that one wasn't enough, then it's okay. My feelings on them are mixed, but it's Hanna-Barbera as well. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like they've just palmed this thing off to any old pile of shit. Like, you know, it's it's been made by a reputable animation studio as well. And yes, it's got the, you know, it's got the Hanna-Barbera look to it, which I don't care for. I've said this. I I don't I don't care for their animation style. but, and, and I mean, to be fair as well, you look back, um, looking back at these, the Hanna-Barbera animation is better than the Deke animation. Oh, I, look, um, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and, and rag on this animation. Quite the opposite. As I said, I don't like the Hanna-Barbera style, but I actually think this as this show, I've watched four or five of them hmm. uh, in preparation for the podcast. I, I think it's actually quite well animated and was, it does kind of have its own vibe as well. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it, it doesn't look... I mean, it, it's clearly a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, but it's no, it's not an update of the Flintstones or the no. Jetsons, where everything's kind of the same and they have to use the same style of nose and stuff like that. They've gone out of their way to make this look different and to kind of fit it in with the the aesthetic of Bill and Ted, the sort of even like even even the audio, you know, the the audio profile and stuff like that. There's there's a very definite Bill and Ted to it. You know, it's it's not just them making the same show over and over again. Yeah, it um, feels authentic, doesn't it? I think yeah, that's the I mean, best. The first season, anyway. Yeah, I mean the second season. By the time you get into um, into the the Deke version, um, that was on Fox. That in itself kind of felt like a watered down version of the first season. Yeah. Um, I mean the writing wasn't as good. Um, the animation wasn't as good. Um, performances weren't as good because they were never going to be. Um, but yeah, it just kind of felt a little bit, a little bit, a little bit hokey. And like the fact they introduced the fact that they could. No, the they're the different phone booth that could take them into into books, into TV shows. You know, could take could shrink them and take them into the human body because you no know, inner space. Um, you know, it's they they kind of they took away what the ethos of the show was. They took away what the core was, which is two slackers who can't get anything right go back in history and actually you know make a good fist of things because they have a manifest destiny. That, well, no, more I, often no. than not, they they invent the thing yeah. that so for instance they'll go back in time to study i don't know a particular artifact yeah and they'll end up somehow getting their face on this artifact because yeah. some random chain of events so i think there was a thing with the roman coin wasn't there in one um the roman coin it... is like they end up inventing rock and roll in a back to the future styley because they meet little yeah. richard and yeah, yeah there's, there's all sorts of stuff like that in there yeah um, I mean, one, and one i've remembered for a long time as well which i haven't um seen in the, in the rewatch but uh so i'm not sure which series was but they, didn't they didn't they remodel the sphinx as well didn't they yes. change the nose on or something yeah yeah so they, there's all sorts of, of shit like that in there and that's i guess that's why in that second season i don't know why they felt the need to kind of expand it because i mean yes it's a one note gag like it's, it the, it's the same story every week which is the same story as the first film 
but that works and it works on the strength of those characters and it works on the strength of those performances now okay yeah. so you haven't got those performances in the second season either which i guess is a problem but yeah you know you're not you're not watching bill and ted because you want to learn about history you're watching bill and ted because you like bill, bill and ted, ted because yeah. they are just eminently likable characters um and it, it, there's just something there's something about bill and ted as a as a kind of duo that I, I just don't think is replicated certainly not amongst male characters anyway it mm. isn't really replicated anywhere else like there's no there's no kind of machismo between them they don't bounce off each other there's no competition they're just two really nice dudes who are friends and yeah. that's that's quite refreshing i think Hmm. Um, and, and that just kind of draws you towards them. And then, of course, it helps that they, yeah, they're kind of stone and metal heads. And it, yeah. Although I did read something the other day where Keanu Reeves has always insisted they're not stoners. They're just like really fucking lazy. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they're not stoners in, in the truest sense of the word. Like, I don't think they're ever shown to use no. drugs, even in the films or even I'm not even sure they drink for that matter. They no. just. They're, they're just fucking laid back. I mean, they're just Keanu Reeves, isn't it? Well, <laughs> well that's it. They're just really laid back, and all they give, all they really care about is their band. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. School, pff, whatever. Parents. Yeah, it's just all about Wild and, Stallions. And, yeah, it's just all about rock and roll. So even to a point where um, they try, they have a, um, a music assignment at school, and they've got to learn about classical music. Um, and I think that's the one where they go back and they meet various. That's the people. Little Richard one. Richard, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I watched that one as well. And yeah, it's no, it's it's just yeah, like they meet Mozart. Um, and they they just go on these again, like the film, these really random sto- uh, story arcs where you know, where they do get you know, they do get involved with these these characters. But they just, as you said, they're just likable characters whereby they're just kind of doing their own thing and they don't really, you know, the rest of it doesn't really bother them. They don't get into the bullshit. They don't have the 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 egos they don't have the the, the sort of the, as you say the that machismo that sort of you know, testosterone based no one upmanship or any of that it is literally just yeah fine I'm in a band yeah. great we play music that's it this just this just something really wholesome and refreshing about them as characters yeah um, and, and, and so I mean, that, that kind of has been misinterpreted over the years as being stoners um, which I think is unfair um, yeah one because as you say you never see it it's never it's never implied or explicitly said no there's nothing in there apart from the fact that you know they are really fucking mellow that suggests they're stoned but people have always read it that way it's also the language as well like they are very eloquent and and that's part of them that's part of who they are yeah they won't use one syllable when 10 will do um and and there is something there's a subsection of stoner culture that exists on that level as well you know the kind of mind bending level where again you you'll just you know, why use one word when you can use 20? And, and there yeah, is there is no, that to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I work with people like that, and they're not stoned, they're just arseholes. Yeah, but again, they're not arseholes. Bill and Ted get no. away with it. You know, there's, there's a, a word they throw around a lot, for instance. They won't say something is, you know, the, I guess the traditional way to, to go by this, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, you call something heinous or bogus or something. Okay, they do use yeah. bogus. But more often than not, it'll be egregious, yeah. particularly from Bill. <laughs> Yeah, you know? they do. They do use heinous quite a bit. Yeah, but they. But then, more often than not, they'll reach. They'll reach for those larger words. Yeah, uh, and you get the impression it's like they. They probably don't even know what it means. They've just heard it somewhere. They, they, they've they heard it and they think they've got the context right. Yeah, and more exactly. often than not, they have. Yeah, uh, they, like they won't call each other bud or friend. They'll be compadre or compatriot or yeah. 
you know, I, again, they've just got these these mannerisms that just I, I've always drawn me to them. I, I just love them as characters. And so to watch them, you know, for I, what is there in this first season? About 12 episodes, something like that, I think. Episodes. 13 episodes. There you go. So I, I've done nearly half the run rewatching it for yeah. this. And again, they're only 20 minutes. I'll probably finish the run as well because, you know, more Bill and Ted is this never a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll probably watch the rest of them as well. But, you know, just what I've observed from from the episodes I've watched is that also, you know, we, we've said you've got the voice cast is is great because it is the original voice cast. The animation yeah. is, is good. I think they're good. You know, the, the art design as well is good. I particularly like the fact that Ted looks completely different to Bill in that he's got the tiny little dots for eyes and yeah. things. And, you know, everybody's got their own design and, you know, Rufus has got the big shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah. That's all good. But then the writing as well is pretty fucking smart. There are some good yeah. gags in here if you look for them. And, and it's yeah. all family friendly, you know, but it's there are some really good gags in here. Um, one of my particular favorites is in that music episode that you were just talking about uh, where Rufus is in a record shop when he meets them originally. Mm. And, um, as as they finish the scene, he turns around and picks up a, a George Carlin LP. <laughs> yeah. it, just, just little things like that that just make you chuckle. It's I think yeah. it's really well done. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, when you get into the second season and then the the live action one, that kind of drops off. I watched about five minutes of one of those second season episodes, and I was just like, hey, you know, what? I I don't think I want this. Yeah, I, I watched um, the opening of the one in the art museum. Um, uh, which is the opener now museum now you don't um where they um, yeah i mean the, yeah the um the second season if you look at the titles they're all kind of that sort of pun i mean i love a good pun i love a good pun that's not a good pun <laughs> no um i mean the the first um the the first ones are cutting up they're, they're punny as well you know you've got um you know most excellent most excellent roman holiday um model t for ted Oh no! See, they are kind of playing on the on these film titles, and that's fine. But it, I mean, they just kind of got they. they it's kind of they felt they had to try and one up the first season because it was different people. Mm. It was almost as if, well, they did that, so we've got to go one better, and it didn't really work. Um, some interesting premises like there's um, one of the episodes. Um, it's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Babysitting. Um, and the premise well, that's is good. That, that's pretty I good. I want to watch that already. Um, the premise is that they they overshoot. Um, when they're coming back, they they overshoot the date and they end up a couple of years early. So then the babysitting themselves. That's a yeah. really good premise. Hijinks works quite well. But then you no, know, they've got another one. Uh, it's a bogus day in the neighborhood where they're trying to convince their Mister Rogers ripoff not to retire. Yeah, I mean, that... so, I mean, for no, for 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 every hit, there's a miss, you know. Yeah, it, it feels. From what you're saying, that second season feels a little bit Muppet Babies in that respect. Yeah, a little bit. Of like, you know, let, let's just try and skew a pop culture and some's going to land and some's not. And that yeah. was certainly the case when we rewatched Muppet Babies. So it feels like maybe it's that, but without the charm and quality or the Muppets. Yeah. You know, what you have got instead is not Bill and Ted. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, even things like, as I say, I'm not a particular fan of Hanna Barbera's animation, but even the animation takes a hit in that. Yes, it does. Yeah, as well. um, it, it, it is really is an entirely different show, isn't it? It is. It's a different show. I mean, so the the animation takes a hit. The the acting certainly takes a hit, but the writing takes a hit as well. I, I I'm guessing they just replaced the entire fucking lot because nothing about it, apart from the fact that no, they're Bill and Ted in name, and no, mm-hmm. they kind of look like them. Nothing about them says Bill and Ted. No. No, it's yeah. It, it it's almost as if 
that deep cartoon a bit like the Ghostbusters real Ghostbusters thing it's almost as if that was set up already and someone ah do you know what more people would watch this if we made it Bill and Ted yeah um and it it kind of feels like that it could be anything it just happens to be Bill and Ted and they happen to have thrown a phone box in there as well yeah yeah that's right I mean and it no it, it I mean, if Disney had it, this you know, this could have been DuckTales instead of DuckTales. You know, they could have had anybody traveling, any any character. You know, they could have had Donald Duck traveling back in time and meeting people, fucking up the timeline somewhere. You know? Why is that not a show? Yeah, that's our, that's ours, everybody. Well, Donald it. Duck's not ours, so no. We can't. But, you know, but if anyone's pitching it, it's us. I mean, I will happily watch a lot of hours of Donald Duck traveling back in history and fucking shit up. Yeah. But I mean, no, it's 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 that sort of thing, and like, we've talked before um, many times about you no know, why there's a need to animate certain things when they can do it just as well live action. Why there's a certain need to shoehorn characters in things like they did it with Tailspin as well. The Tailspin story doesn't have anything to do with Blue or Louie or Shere Khan. It's just a property they had. Yeah, that they so they of, used it. Yeah, and this is the same. You no, know, this this second season feels like that. It's just oh, we've got Bill and Ted, so let's we've got the rights to Bill and Ted. Let's use them. Um, and it it kind of it really does suffer for it. Yeah, it's it's a shame because you know at at this point as well, late eighties, early nineties, like like I said, I don't think Bill and Ted has ever been a huge franchise, and I think there's more nostalgia for it now. Yeah. Than than perhaps you know we obviously when it when it first came out, I don't think there was a lot of people latched onto it, but now people look back and go, oh yeah, actually I I love that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it was I mean it was big enough, you know, there was certainly oh, yeah. merch. I certainly like I remember there being a game. Yeah, I remember they'd be comics. I had the most fucking amazing action figures. Like two of my favorite action figures I ever had were Bill and Ted action figures. They they came with guitars. Yeah. Each of them had their own guitar, and they had a, a little amplifier as well. And you had to put a battery in the amplifier, and you had a phono lead that went from, if I remember rightly, the back of the figure rather than the guitar. Yeah into the amplifier and then when you squeeze the figure's legs together their hand went down and it kind of, if you took the guitar out it did kind of look like they were wanking so that was fun as well <laughs> was, this was like a double hitter on this toy um but they, they would bring their hand down and they would like strike a note on the guitar and then it would play through the speaker and the longer you sort of press the legs together the more notes they would play now if you just had bill or just had ted you would only get one half of the song because mm. to get the other half of the notes, you had to have the other figure, and yeah. you had to have them both at the same time, squeezing their legs together. Which is then, genius. Which is genius. And then, if you want to be really clever, you could face them towards each other and do it, and they would wank each other off. <laughs> Brilliant toys. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I think that may be something with a design flaw. Um, yeah, maybe. Or maybe that's <laughs> just, just me. Yeah, Probably not, to be fair. Probably not. Probably. Don't, don't think I ever did that with them. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I certainly did. <laughs> but there you go. They were amazing, and they were fucking huge. These mm. weren't like your little six-inch. Actually, these were, these things were fucking huge. Mm. Um, brilliant, like amazing figures. So, you know, it was popular. There was much. The the Atari Lynx game was fucking phenomenal. There was this top-down RPG that they had on the links. X, I think if it was, anything, it was. I think it was more than on the links. I think it was on. Um, I'm fairly sure it was on other platforms as well. I had it on the links, um, but maybe I'm, it was. I'm fairly sure it was on the Game Boy as well. I know. I think there was a Bill and Ted game on the Game Boy, but I think it was different. Oh, it was different, was it? Because uh, this is back in the day where different developers could have different licenses for different platforms, uh, so yeah. it wasn't necessarily the same. You see every early Disney game as well. 
Lion King yeah, radically true. different, Aladdin radically different. And I think Bill and Ted was one of the Jurassic Park was another one I remember being very different on the Game Boy, for instance, yeah. on the NES. Um, again, better on the Game Boy, top down sort of action game. Very, very. Yeah, good. I, I had it. I, I had it on the um, the Amiga, and it was like that as well. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and the Bill and Ted one on the links was excellent as well. It was like this RPG where you travel through time in your phone box, collecting all. It, it was kind of. If anything, I felt like it was sort of more based on the cartoon than it was on the film because you did travel to different points in history. Yeah. To pick these things up, whereas the film, obviously, they went to like five or six very specific time periods. Yeah. Um, right, here you go. There's a there's a Game Boy, NES, and Atari Lynx version, uh, which is loosely based on the film. There was a PC title and nearly identical Amiga and Commodore 64 ports were made as well. So um, it yeah. was was it? So it was the same game then. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think they kind of they made it obviously because they, they were limited certainly with the Game Boy in terms of the you know, they didn't have color um, they didn't no, they didn't have much in terms of uh, screen to work with um, so I think the, the PC um, and the so the, the computer based versions rather than the console versions were a bit they it was the same developer but I think it was a bit uh, there was a bit more effort went into the um, the, the computer versions hmm. I might I might look into that because I love that game. Um, and I still have my links, but I don't think I have that cartridge. So I might look into that. Um, anyway, sidetrack again. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about with this show, I, again, first season to second season, massive drop off. The fucking theme song to the first season yes. has never left my head. Yeah. I associate it with Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like, even if I'm watching the film, the first thing I'll think of when someone says Bill and Ted is Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. It's it's just there. It's yeah. in my head. Um, yeah, no, I, I had the same thing because I um I was talking to Tori yesterday and she asked what we were doing. Um and I said this so I didn't know they did it. And I broke into the theme tune because I'm an idiot. Um and she and she recognized it. Even though she has no recollection of the show, she recognized the theme. It's a really fucking solid theme tune. It is. Um, you know, I think it's it's a bit of an unsung hero, to be honest. Like we yeah. talk about the Jaces and the, and the Ulysses of it all when we talk about theme tunes and even the yeah. Powerpuff Girls, you know. But this one is one I think not so many people know about. But yeah, when they hear it, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a fucking good song. And it's, it's one of those as well. I mean, I I sometimes struggle with theme tunes. I mean, obviously by the time these episodes come out, I've listened to it because I've no, so I, I check the recordings and stuff. So I, I I've heard it and it's jogged my memory. This one, I didn't need that. And so, every now and again, I get one of those where I go, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking great. Um, and then the other thing I think we need to mention is just the use of CG for the, for the phone box scenes. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty groundbreaking for the time. Like, that, well, yeah, that shit can't have been cheap. Yeah, yeah that, that cannot have been cheap to do no. that phone box. Um, so there was a lot to celebrate in that first season. There was a lot of money thrown at it for what was... Not a massive film, um, as I say, it was sizable, but it's not. It's not massive. I certainly think Bill and Ted are a bigger commodity now. Yeah, and than I, they I were think. Then. I mean, to be honest, I I may be wrong on this, but I'm fairly sure that there was almost kind of like a groundswell with um, Excellent Adventure once Bogus Journey came out. There was a very big hit on the the home the home video market. Now, I mean, Excellent kind Adventure of was. It was one of those films that found its home on video anyway, was yeah. certainly for me it was anyway, but then that would have been because I was probably too young to go and see it at the cinema at the time. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, so... I, I mean, I remember I'd seen it and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Because I you know I, I'm not that much younger than you, I'm a little bit younger than you. So I, I had seen the first one and then we saw the second one, I, I think we saw it in the cinema. And after that, it was like every time we went to the video shop, we'd get Bill and Ted. Yeah. 
And then when the set, when Bo's journey came out on video, we'd get the two of them and do a double header. And yeah. that would probably happen like three, four times a year. I think I've probably seen Bogus Journey more than Excellent Adventure, even though I prefer Excellent Adventure. Um, but mm. yeah, Bogus Journey, I think, was more readily available. I certainly had that yeah. a lot from the video shop. It used to frighten the shit out of me. Um, I did I, I not to, like I the granny. I used granny. to love the, the, um, the thing of, uh, of playing playing chess with death. Cause, no, that's the first time I'd ever I ever encountered that as a trope. Um, no, so that 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 was brilliant because I just I was just learning to play chess as well. I mean, not only is it, not only is it the first time I encountered that as a trope, um, I I cannot associate it with anything else other than Bill and Ted. I know I should go to Seventh Seal. I know I should, mm. but I can't. Whenever I see that, I go to Bogus Journey. Yeah, um, that's just about being that age at that time, and that was the yeah. first place you saw it, isn't it? But yeah, I I associate that with that. I think I think we are of the exact age that Bill and Ted had a massive just yeah. imprint on our lives is, is the thing um it it would be interesting to see like how many people that were sort of just a bit younger than us who were coming to them for the first time in this cartoon then now yeah. have nostalgia for them going into face the music as, yeah. as that's just come out at time of recording uh, about five or six days ago yeah. in the uk no motherfuckers watching it because we're in the middle of a pandemic um yeah, but another fucking it, lockdown uh, well, yeah, actually, Mark and I are both in the middle of a lockdown, not just a pandemic. Yeah, we are actually <laughs> yeah, lockdown, lockdown again in our home. Yeah, um, which I was actually planning to go to the cinema and watch it. I am not now, unfortunately, nope. um, because the nearest cinema is outside of my county and I cannot leave my county. So great. Uh, but as we said, it was probably better on home video anyway, yeah. or what passes for home video these days. So. Yeah, it, in rewatching this, like I, I'm finding it difficult to find negative things to say about this show, both because I have emotional baggage with with the characters. You know, I I, I care for them a great deal. Um, I had a lot of Bill and Ted merch. The theme tune is fucking awesome, and you all know how much of a mark I am for a good fucking theme tune. So, I mean, to be fair, this this one had you written all over it. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was just no way I wasn't going to love this. Was it? I was nervous. I'll be honest. I was nervous rewatching it because, as you know, as we've discovered in the past, some of these cartoons that we really, really like, when we go back and watch them, they, they don't hold up. Um, so I was nervous rewatching this. But I, I also, and I don't necessarily get this with every show. I know this. The whole ethos behind the show is fueled by nostalgia. But I don't necessarily get this with every single show. But I do kind of get that warm fuzzy when I watch this, it, it does take me back to a time and a place. Um, because there was a time around about when I was watching this in the early 90s where just about everything was based on another property. So you yeah. had Bill and Ted, you had Mario Brothers, you had Sonic, you had real Ghostbusters, you had all of these cartoons. There was very few original ideas. Whereas, you know, slightly before this, we were getting the likes of Ulysses and Jace, Dog Tanya and the Muskerhounds. Okay, I know that's technically based on it. I, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like we had these, these, this glut of original programming. Yeah. And then the 90s came along and it was like, okay, well, Disney's kind of got that fucking sewn up. So give us some of them. Yeah. Give us those characters doing different things. And so we had just loads of it. Uh, and it and it was literally like what can compete with Ducktales? What can compete with Tailspin? What have we got? What characters have we got that yeah. can compete? Um, and I just kind of love that era. And this cartoon specifically, I remember just standing head and shoulders above most of them and being a treat. 
because there were so yeah. few episodes of the actually good one. And as I say, yeah. even at the time, I knew the second season was just not as good. Yeah, I mean, there, um, I mean, even as kids, there was a noticeable drop off. Yeah, look, kids... like, no, they, they, it looked different. It sounded different, and the gags stopped being funny. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we we jest about it on this show all the time, but kids really aren't stupid. They're assholes, but they're not stupid. So you know, they well, they will notice in other ways. Yeah, you you need to give them credit for this kind of shit because they will notice. Yeah, um, and and I certainly did, but I remember just loving watching the these first season episodes, and they were something to look forward to, and they were something I would rewatch again and again and again and again. Um, and and I get that kind of just summer holiday vibe from yeah. them of just the long summers watching cartoons and playing video games and yeah. and it kind of all melds together for me you know the bill and ted game and having the vhs and this cartoon and the action figures and wanking each other off and just all of the all of the stuff just melds together for me yeah i mean i i say i i had the same i mean i remember i remember bits of of certain episodes, as I remember the bit with the Sphinx's nose. Um, I remember Little Richard bizarrely. Um, I remember um, Ted crashing a car. Um, it was his father's car, and he, he he had a driving lesson in a car, a blue car, and he ends up wrapping it around something like quite spectacularly, um, as always happens in you know, in kids shows because it's animated and you can you know, write off a car and, you know, with no actual damage. Um, so I remember you know, bits like that, but I don't know. There, there were when I went back to watch certain episodes, I was like. Okay, that's that's the story this is in. I kind of get that now, and so picking. I mean, I when I did sort of rewatch, I think I watched three or four, uh, same as you, um, and then if you look on YouTube, there are lots of the, the intro clips for certain episodes. Yeah. So looking at some of those, I remember that one. I remember that one. I mean, the um, no museum, no, you don't. One, they break the Venus de Milo. Oh, they think they do. They knock it over, and there's no arms left on it. Right now, I know this episode. Yeah. Um, so like I remembered that as a gag, but I don't I didn't remember the rest of the episode. But that's a shit episode. Well, but yeah. I remember I remember that one, but that's one of the shit ones. <laughs> well, that that was the first one for season two. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go then. Um, and but like I said when when I've gone back and watched and picking those, I again the first thing I picked up was right. Well, that looks different, and that was before yeah. I did any reading or any research, and I did before I realised it was a different studio and all the rest of it. You look at it and go, hang on, what's this? Is this and a I mean, different? Is this a di- and you start to doubt yourself because like, you look at and it, no, I, we've talked about this before where I know my issues with um, comic multiverses where you have so many different iterations of Batman, Spider Man, etc. And I was like, have I missed a show? Is there another show I wasn't aware of? And yeah. that was the thing with of that one. And then reading about it, you just think, oh well, no, they just fucked it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with the multiverse as as we've talked about before, but this isn't a multiverse thing. This is just, and and the annoying thing is with a show and with a franchise like Bill and Ted, it would yeah. be so easy to do a multiverse if of you wanted would. to do that. It would be very very easy. Yeah, um, exactly. You there's, know, parallel timelines and all sorts. Yeah, like, there's no reason, and I mean, anything to do with time travel in in fiction, um, you can do anything. It's unlimited what you can do. Because all you need to do is step on a grasshopper in you know, prehistoric times, and no, you change the timeline, and so it's so easy to set up those paradoxes, and you can you can spin off into absolutely anything you want, to a point where Spider-Man is a different person, Batman's a different person, Bruce Wayne's parents didn't die, so, so no, there's another there's another divergent. You can have all of these scenarios and still have the same product. Yeah, yeah, or a similar product. Yeah, um, and, 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 and let's say this this was rife for it. I think. 
you know, unfortunately, though, it's more common than than you would think. You know, there are quite a lot of these shows that will change production houses, will yeah. change animation teams, will change voice talent. You know, especially the longer runs go on, that that does happen. Uh, it's just this one is so noticeable. Like, there's generally like you can always slightly tell the difference there will be a drop in quality but yeah not this massive like this it's such a different show from season one to season two yeah. so i guess where i'm coming from with it when i'm saying that is like season one i i think it's i really think it's genuinely excellent um no no pun intended <laughs> it's, it's fucking excellent yeah season two is fucking dreadful like to the point where you, you have to treat it as a different show because and, and we have to talk about both of them because yeah. that's kind of the, the the point of this show, but well, that's it. We all we all kind of take the good with the bad, don't we? In the rough, yeah. But everything that first season does well, the second season just flushes down the toilet. The animation is poor. The voice talent is poor. Like the theme tune is crap. Everything is completely different. Everything is just shit. Like yeah, I mean, as I mean, we we talked about um the this first season being like a watered down kid friendly version of the film. The second season is kind of a watered-down version of the first film, and that's probably yeah. the most praise I can give it. Because after that, it really goes downhill. Yeah, I mean, it just once they start like doing inner space and shit like that with it, then it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love a bit of inner space. And I mean, I, like, I saw even... that movie when I was really fucking young. I, I love that movie. Yeah, so do I. But I mean, even with you know, with with Bill and Ted, you know, Bogus Journey had to kind of deviate from the time travel story because there's only so many times you can you can tell the same story tell us but, about who. Oh, you know my feelings on doctor who um let's not go down that rabbit hole uh, just I'm just to, just to clarify i i don't mind some of the doctor who uh, stuff but some of it is a bit much uh, I know I'm going to offend some listeners, but I fucking hate Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, just not a fan. Um, fuck, you've thrown me off topic now. Where sorry. Bogus Journey. Bogus. Yeah. Right, so you can only tell that time travel story so many times. So Bogus Journey, they started bringing in, you know, going to hell and stuff like that, and the nightmarish visions of it. But you still had those same characters, and you still yeah. had those same performers. So as I was saying, the strength of this franchise is those characters and is those performers. The second you remove it, yeah, just forget about it. Just, you, you know, you, if you still had the same cast, I think, you probably could have started branching out in the way that they did in season two. Yeah. But it was all just too much without the cast to carry it. And that's probably what I imagine that's what happened with the live action as well. I really am going to have to track down some <laughs> live action shows. And watch yeah, them. it's all it's all on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify that. It's all on YouTube and I could not find it anywhere else to, to watch it legitimately. Um, there, I mean, there's, there's a slight issue with that with this show as well. Uh, it tends to happen whenever something is a licensed product. They are a lot more difficult to get hold of. Uh, yeah. So, as you know, we always encourage buying shows where you yeah. can. Uh, this one, however, I did find incredibly difficult to hold of. It is available if you search for it, not on YouTube. Uh, it is out there if you uh, if you look for it, but it's it's not easy, certainly not. Um, where where were we before that? <laughs> Sorry, rabbit hole. Oh yeah, I was I was talking about that. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. hitting a lot of fucking rabbit holes tonight. I was talking about the the live action thing, and I when you first mentioned it, I briefly looked at the the logo because um, I brought it up on IMDb. Yeah, I way back in the dark reaches of my mind, I've got a recollection of that logo. Yeah, 
No, I, I saw the logo. The show at all. I, I, I saw the logo and thought it was the print from the the animated series. Yeah, I've got I've got a recollection of that logo, but I, maybe maybe I blocked that fucking live action Possibly. show from my I mean, mind. I I I, I, I put an episode on and lasted less than five minutes, um, and I had no recollection of what I was watching. It, it didn't resonate at all. It didn't ring any bells. It wasn't as if I go, have I seen have I seen this and hated it already. There was none of that. It was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, and it just didn't take at all. And but yeah, that logo for whatever reason, I I remember that. Yeah. So, so do whether I. I. So whether I'd seen that and I'd seen the show and just fucking repressed it, or whether I've seen that logo and associated it with maybe the second series because I mean it was you know, kind of we kind of in the same territory at that point. I don't know. I just for whatever reason that it did strike a chord. Had I known it existed before doing this pod, I would have tried to watch some of it. Just like I tried yeah. to watch some of the second season. I, I, I'll be frank. I wanted to watch a lot more of the second season because I remember it being bad. But the problem I've had here is I've enjoyed the first season so much. Yeah. That I started watching the second season. I was like, well, I could watch more of this. Or I could just fucking bin it off and watch more of the first season, Yeah, uh, which, which I really enjoy. And I'll just talk more excitedly about that instead so i i made the choice to just be like now fuck it i'm gonna watch what i'm enjoying because that's i wish i had just hot trash um so <laughs> yeah I, I wish i had um i mean i didn't watch a lot of the second season but i watched a bit um but yeah it, it, like even it even lacked a lot of the charm in no in the first season you've got every episode no they meet they, they, obviously there's a theme you know so there's um an episode um it's called the more heinous they are the harder they fall um and no, it's predicated around a story where they're being bullied at school. So they go back in time and they, they encounter Henry VIII. They encounter Ivan the Terrible, Calamity Jane and Paul Revere. So they're going through history and looking at these these characters where there is an element of bullying, be it on one side or the other. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Revere is never going to be portrayed as a bully on American TV because they fucking love him. Um, Paul Revere, I'm convinced, Paul Revere only exists in American children's TV shows. Well, I'm yeah, I've seen his house, so I mean, I'll I'll take it. The existence you only ever and you always hear of Paul Revere. Whenever there's a like a history lesson in an American kids TV show, yeah, you get Paul, Paul Revere. Revere. Everywhere else in the world, you say <laughs> Paul Revere. They're just like, oh, that's the dude from Bill and Ted. Like, yeah. I mean, I that's a, I went to Boston uh, in November last year, and I I was aware of Paul Revere, but I couldn't remember exactly what for mm-hmm. um and the, the, there's a whole thing that they've got the whole freedom trail through boston and you go through all the various sites of the you know, various revolutions and various battles and all the rest of it and part of that um that trail takes you out to paul revere's house and there's monuments and all sorts of things i'd say there's statues and plaques and you know, it's it's a big deal leading up to the boston tea party and all lots of the revolutionary stuff that happened in in, in massachusetts but outside of there not fucking clear. I mean, you could probably go. You, I'd imagine you could go to New York and ask people who Paul Revere was, and they wouldn't have a fucking clue. Yeah, they wouldn't know. He's the guy from the Bill and Bill Ted, Ted children's TV show. Yeah, or see any other, as I say, TV show that decides to have a history episode. Like yeah. fucking always, Paul Revere. Always. I, I, like I know more about Paul Revere than I know about some fucking people in British history. Like it, I, that is because I watch so much American TV. Admittedly. But he's just the go-to guy for like, oh, we need to do a historical episode. Who's it going to be about? Oh, I don't know. Fuck it. Paul Revere. Just copy what they did on Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, I'd imagine now it'll be Alexander Hamilton for a while, won't it? Oh, he's, it's got to be now, isn't it? You just switch yeah. him out, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, different different part of the country and, and no, very similar story, though. Now, 
answer me this though, because I this this is something that I don't know. Is this shaky ground? No, no, it's Probably. not. No, 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 it's not. No, no, this is fine. Um, so if they're going to use Alexander Hamilton now in um in children's TV programs, yeah. for instance, instead of Paul, okay, now the pop culture representation of Alexander Hamilton. You were going to say that. You knew where I was going, <laughs> right? You knew where I'm. You know where I'm going here, right? Yeah. So. How do they get around that? Because are people going to recognise a white Hamilton? Yes, because he's on their ten dollar bill. Yeah, but do they associate that with they Hamilton? Would, I mean, <laughs> it'll, t- it'll take a while. I mean, I think it's a ten dollar bill. It might be a small. It might be a different note. But he's on one. He's on their currency somewhere. Um, I don't know. Is the answer? I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? it it's it, it's it interesting. Is. You know, has has that become such a cultural phenomenon that it is able to kind of rewire our perception of these you know potentially see, i mean i mean jesus for instance well jesus, yeah that's not what i was going to say right? yeah, jesus, jesus was middle eastern yeah but big, yeah, because, because of the way that jesus has been appropriated by europeans and the catholic church and other churches are available um you know it's yeah jesus is a pale white man a pale skinned white man with blue eyes and a you know, brown beard but right? middle eastern so is that now going to happen with hamilton with maybe hamilton? I, I don't know is the answer. Interesting, isn't it? Is it I, but not, not, only with, not only with Hamilton, but you look at some of the supporting characters. I mean, George Washington's always been portrayed as you know, very, very thin, very pointed nose, very pointed jaw, the powdered wig and all that. So you come to Hamilton now, where he's this big fucking six-foot linebacker mm. with a bald yeah, yeah. head. Yeah. And for, a, for at least a generation, that is going to be what George Washington looks like. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because there are going to be generations that... You know, whilst they're trying to be taught this stuff in school, they're going to have been exposed yeah. to Hamilton. Yeah, first. And whether whether they've Especially seen the show, it's on or, Plus. Well, I was going to say whether they've seen seen the show live, whether they've seen a recording, or they've heard a recording. No, there will be this association. I mean, I didn't know a great deal of of Hamilton's story, but I remember somebody recommended the soundtrack for it, um, so I listened to it and I thought, okay, well, it's interesting. It's a very different take. It's not what I expected from a Broadway musical. But in there, there's you know, the there's fact he was you no, know, he's from a Caribbean island and he's an immigrant. So you're you're it automatically conjures up images you know, because of you know, of the time where you know you're looking at slavery and things like that. Automatically conjure up images, and then you've got um, oh, fuck John Lawrence and saying about introducing a black battalion to the American American forces and things like that. So all of a sudden you're thinking, hang on, was was he black? Yeah, and with and it, you know, without any degree of prejudice or care. I mean, you're thinking, hang on a minute, I didn't expect that because, I mean, Amer- American racism, let's not touch that one, but you know, certainly in the late 1700s, there was, you know, slavery I mean, was a thing, whereas now it's just you shoot the fuckers instead. <laughs> I, I'm not endorsing it, I'm just saying that's what's happening. But I mean, it it, it is fascinating to think of, and, and I think there's a whole, whole aspect of Hamilton which you know, in terms of its cultural impact, that perhaps people haven't haven't started to realise with yeah. that yet, and that and that is a wonderful thing. If it can yeah. if it can accomplish that, if it can make an entire generation completely colourblind, yeah, then that is a wonderful thing. Um, but I don't know if it will. So if that's what I'm trying to get, is it going to make them colourblind, or is it just make them going to turn around and go, "Hang on a minute, he's not white," yeah. <laughs> in which case you've undone all the good 
that you've yeah. done but I with, think, I mean, with I, the I, mixed I, race cast that you have in Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I read an interview with um, Lin Manuel Miranda. We are way off topic at this point. We are so far. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Like, we are, I'm sorry, um, listeners. We've gone yeah. down a broad. This way is what forward. we do. I mean, Christ, we're 60 episodes in at this point. You kind of know us by now. Um, I mean, but, I don't think we've gone on a musical hole as of yet on this show, though. I've been pretty good at, yeah, <laughs> at a point. I, I am a, yeah, I mean, I'm, a I'm horrible musical dude as well. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's. I read an interview with him, and he was saying that the, he 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 was reading um, a biography, and then he kind of once he got to a certain point, he realized no, he figured there was there was um, a musical in it, and it would be well told as as some form of you know, pseudo hip hop, and that was fine. But his overriding thing in writing was that he didn't want um, a stuffy middle aged white cast because that's not representative of what most people in America see now. So yes. there's no and yes, okay, for the sake, for the sake of historical accuracy, yes, most most of the characters in that probably were middle-aged and white, but it doesn't suit current scenario. It doesn't suit the current the current cultural profile of America. So I, it was a it's a very brave thing to have done anyway. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, no, it's it, it was a ballsy move, but I think and I, I certainly think they got away with it. But I mean, yeah, you do run that risk of you no. Know, I mean, um, they didn't have any cue as well. They made the joke about. Um, Jesus being black, Jesus being white. No, Jesus was Jewish. Um, and it's that same sort of thing, whereby at what point do you start rewriting history, intentionally or otherwise? That's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. And that is on topic, because Bill and Ted do rewrite history on the regular in this show. Well, yeah. So um, we that back around. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was smooth. Smooth. So I was I was just waiting to stick that landing all along. Um, <laughs> but no, it, I think that's an interesting point. And it's, it's something I've thought about quite a bit, because um, I listened to Hamilton quite a bit. Um, I, I'm not generally a hip hop fan, but I quite like. I'm not a fan of hip hop or musicals, but I quite like it. I mean, okay, <laughs> it's it's bizarre for whatever reason it it takes. I don't know, know if that's a good took. thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, it, I, it it just kind of stuck. I do like both, so it, I was always going to mark for it. Um, particularly old school hip hop, not your modern rubbish. No, but now I sound like an old man. So moving on. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell, that was so far off topic. I genuinely can't remember how the hell we got there or what so we got. Oh, Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Yeah, so Paul we're talking about. You know, the, the, I mean, the. Even, and I can remember, almost remember the point I was on before we got on that one to Paul Revere. Um, like, the, even the episodes in the first season, the, the people they met were more iconic and they were far more able to tie it into a theme. Whereas the second season, they kind of had to, re they really had to reach to kind of sell the episode. It's because, they, again, they went down that thing of they, they didn't have the strong anchor of like, OK, there's a Roman coin, so they need to go back and see Caesar. And then while they're there, yeah. they're going to invent Caesar salad dressing and the toga party. Yeah. You know, and then, OK, they need to go back and learn about classical music. So they intend to go back to meet Beethoven and end up meeting Little Richard and then Little Richard and Beethoven team up and end up writing uh, the first rock and roll song. I, that's there's a few things here. OK. Well, that gives you a strong anchor. It gives you a strong three-act structure. They have a problem. They travel back in time. They solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Travel back in time, get caught in some shit, solve the problem. Usually Rufus have to, has to show up and bail them out of it. But that gives yeah. you a strong three-act structure to start with. We've got high school, as because yeah. it's always a problem at school. Yeah. And we've said, I don't know how many times on this show. It's no, universal, it's isn't universal, it? Right. We can all relate to that. Oh, there's a big test tomorrow. We haven't revised. We're going to flunk it. But we can't yeah. flank it because if we flank it, then we won't graduate high school and then we won't write the song that's going to change the world. So we have to go back. Right. Yeah. OK, so that works. That's going to anchor you. 
Yeah. And then it's it's also like week on week, you know what you're tuning into. You're tuning into a show where you're going to watch them travel back in time, have some laughs. Yeah. And it's it's like the good Fonzie and the Happy Days gang, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Uh, whereas when it's this weird thing where they just, I don't know, the phone box just became kind of this magical interdimensional Yeah, it was thing. It, they, they kind of changed the the name of it as well as the some mechanic. They called it was they called it the squint phone box. What? Um, yeah, where did I read? What, that? what the what's that meant to me? I don't know. The the new episode introduced a squint phone booth that could take Bill and Ted into literature, television shows, and after showing them inside the human body. So I guess because they're you know, they're they're squinting into things, they're looking into things. I've really borrowed that from Bones because that's what they call the uh, the scientists. They call them squints because they're always looking into things. But that's the only thing I can think of. But it's kind of, it's it just seems really fucking random. That's terrible. And it's a re- it's but I mean it's terrible, but it's a terrible fucking idea as well. I mean yeah. you, know, you you're already you're meeting, and this is a problem that um, I mean Doctor Who has in historical episodes as well, um, whereby the world you're in, you can go back and meet an author or a creator or an artist, but you can't go into their product because that's yeah. not no that's a product in a timeline. It's not part of the timeline. So you no you wouldn't fiction. go back yeah. That you know, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go back and, for example, you wouldn't find yourself in the middle of Romeo and Juliet. You might no. find yourself in Shakespearean times, or you might find yourself in Verona, where there is a battle between two noble families. But Which it's not inspired Romeo. Yeah, Juliet. Yes. but it's not. Yeah. No, it's not that. But this just seems to be like, oh well, yeah, we've run out of ideas, so we're just kind of going to try and tack it on to things that people will know. Yeah, and because it's Bill and Ted, it'll sell. Yeah. That's it. Um, I mean, Sad, the fact really. it only got eight episodes kind of says how shit it was. So in total, we've got 20 episodes over the two shows. 21. 21. And seven of the live action one. I might I might do the run of this, you know. I'll certainly do the run of the first season. Do the run of the first um, season and see how you feel. I'll see if I can... Uh, say I, I could only do it like five minutes of that second season to start with. What so. I would suggest if you're going to do that is skip the first one because the first one was the museum episode with uh, Vince Milo. Right, okay. Skip that one and see how you get on with the next one, which is... No, I've got, I've got to watch it. If I'm going to do the run, <laughs> I've got to watch it. And I'll yeah. let you know how I get on listeners. I'll let you know if I get through any of that second yeah, season. I mean, the, the one, the excellent adventure and babysitting is the penultimate episode. That's the one I want to see, definitely. So you, you, in that case, earn it. Get all the way yeah, through yeah. it, and then you've earned it. And then there's one, there's one after it, which I have no idea what it's about. I mean, that's a brilliant premise, and Adventures of Babysitting is a fucking wonderful film. So, yes. I'm a, well, actually, it's not. It's actually pretty bad, but I love it. I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it so many fucking times. Yeah, so have I. So I'm, I'm well up for, for getting to that. Um, but yeah, all, all kind of all kind of joking aside i i think this is genuinely one of the better shows that we've watched in a, in a while well, the first season is the first season is yeah um and, and i think it's just because it's it's such a quality product i think it's a it's that kind of rare situation where somebody has got hold of a license and understood that license they haven't just cashed in they've yeah. understood everything that made that license what it is everything that got them to the table in the first place and they've capitalized on it yeah. and i think that's very very rare yeah i mean i'm trying to look i can't see um i mean there's not a lot of information about who was involved in the um the back end of, of this of this of the first season um the Hannibal Buress season in terms of who you know the connection with the film uh, no, yeah. The cast is there, but I can't, I'm, I'm struggling to find information on who produced it, who directed it, who wrote it, etc., and, and what their um, what their connection is. 
Um, but yeah, you you do get the impression that they, and certainly the cast at this point, because I mean the, the, the cast will have lived and breathed these characters for many months it took to shoot it. They understood the characters. They understood the the world or the universe they'd created. Yeah. Whereas the second season was kind of like, right, okay, well, we've just bought this property. We don't really know what to do with it, except we know we have to put a show out. What can we do? And they 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 changed the scope. They changed what the show was about. And yeah. I think part of that's because they didn't really understand what it was to begin with. And yeah, it just kind of pissed on it a little bit. And I think it's a real shame because the first season, excuse me, as we said, the first season was excellent. The first note, it was, it was, the concept was good. The execution was good. And then the second season, they just, I don't know, they just didn't get it. And I think that's probably the most disappointing thing is that there's so much they could have done. And we talked to, no, we talked earlier about the infinite possibilities with anything to do with time travel. Yeah. You can literally do anything in that show. But for whatever reason, they decided to go away from that and go, right, okay, well, instead of going through time, we'll travel through popular culture, which is fine if that's the show you set up in the first place. But then don't you feel like that is the show, perhaps, that Fonzie and the Happy Days gang should have been? Instead of traveling yeah. through time, Fonzie and the Happy Days gang should have traveled through popular culture mm. because you'd have probably watched the Fonz just A in his way through, yeah. you know, Romeo and Juliet or whatever they, they're going to do. To be honest, I'd, I'd have rather watch them you know, travel away through a blender. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather watch anything than Fonzie and the Happy Days gang, to be fair. But that would have worked better. Yeah. Had they, I, yeah, because the is, again, you know, they're, they're fictional characters existing in a fictional world, so that's fine. Yes, yeah. Well, Bill and Ted are not real. Well, no, I hate to break that to you, but <laughs> but um, but no, they they it's it's played in such you no. Know, they have real problems. They have a real you no. Know, they have a real life that this kind of you no. Know, this this kind of pushes them into. Whereas the, the whole, I mean, aside from being a, just a really fucking poor effort at animated Quantum Leap, um, Fonzie, Fonzie and Happy Days Gang just didn't. Ha- it didn't have that because. These were they, you know, Fonzie was a secondary character in a show that had run its course at this point, so people didn't really relate to it. And they could have, no, they they had there was that much, there would have been that much more acceptance, I think, as you said, of seeing Fonzie turn up in Romeo and Juliet and try and fuck Juliet because no, it's Fonzie, um, or no, turn up in Scooby Doo, (laughs) yeah, turn up in Scooby Doo and trying to fuck Daphne, you know, that because that's what Fon, no, that's what that show was about. It's him trying to score across the fucking cosmos. Yeah. That would have worked fine, um, but yeah, it just for whatever reason it it didn't tap into Bill and Ted because there was well, there are only thirteen episodes in a film, so it's not as if there was a massive history of it. I mean, there was more Happy Days than there was of this. No, but for whatever what reason, I'm saying, it's, it's not it's not this huge cultural juggernaut of a franchise. Yeah, but for whatever reason, it just it seems to have lost what character it had in the space of thirteen episodes. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, utterly bizarre that they could have taken something, especially when the template was there. The first season template was there. Yes, you've lost the cast. Yes, that's a big blow. But just do the same thing with with sound alikes and yeah, okay, it's not going to be as good, but you're at least half the way there. Um, <laughs> you're never going to get the other half because <coughs> saying, I think for me, a whole part of what makes Bill and Ted is is the relationship and 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 the chemistry between those two leads. But you can at least get the rest of it. You know, you can at least have them carry on traveling through times and, and learn the lessons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, season one, <laughs> like two big thumbs up. Like absolutely hey. everybody. Yeah. A Fonzie style thumbs up. Everybody absolutely go and watch it. Yeah. Watch out for Paul Revere. Motherfucker's guaranteed to be in there. Yeah, he's um, like episode 
four or five, I think it is. Yeah. So just absolutely go and go and give it well, unless of course you don't like Bill and Ted, in which case forget about it. Yeah, like you in which case, well done for making it like an hour into this podcast <laughs> where we've done nothing but talk about Bill and Ted. Um and well that's Ham- not true. And Hamilton. Hamilton for a period of time. Yeah. And wanking and circle jerking. And yeah. any other week then, really, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um so yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like two thumbs up, absolutely go and track it down. You'll have a ball watching it, I guarantee. I don't think you need to necessarily have nostalgia for Bill and Ted. I think the show is that good. I think you can come to the characters fresh in yeah. this show without having seen the film because they give you everything you need. And the premise is simple. Yeah. They have a time traveling phone box and, and they get them out of trouble. They they, 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 they go back in time. They, well, they, they move around in time because they go forward and back and it kind of they, they learn lessons they can apply in their real everyday lives. It's cool, Doctor Who. Basically, pretty much, yeah. What Bill and Ted is. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Who fans. Um, there is, um, there's an animation I saw on, I saw the start of on YouTube earlier, where Doctor Who meets Bill and Ted, and basically the two ty- the two phone boxes are traveling through time at the same, no, in the same place in in the space time continuum, and they bang into each other, and they both think they're under attack. Nice. It's 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 not official of anything. It's not no. It's not a rec- an, an, an endorsed product at all. Um, but that was quite fun. I'll send you a link to it. I'll I'll put it in the, the post as well. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I like first season, great. Second season, don't bother. Um, I don't really think there's much else to say on that one. Um, I don't think it's, it's it, you know I, I I find it sometimes it's quite difficult when we enjoy these shows so much. It's easier when there's a lot to rag on. It's easier yeah. to talk for an hour about Fonzie and the Happy Days Gang, which is just appalling, because I'm quite happy to just rip on it. Um, it's, it's very yeah. difficult to find something bad to say about the first season of this show and the second season was so bad that I couldn't make it through more than five minutes so like it's just this is just a good time I enjoy it two thumbs up from me go and go and watch some and especially you know if if you have any love for Bill and Ted and God knows if you did, yeah you're Paul Revere yeah and God knows if you didn't before you probably will once you know the new film hits and yeah yeah people start picking up on that so who knows? Maybe this thing will even get a re-release. I hope it does because I might be tempted to pick these up if they get a re-release. Well, they, they, they were released on DVD. Were they? Uh, yeah. Ba, 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 ba. In 2013, TGG Direct and the license from MGM Home Entertainment released a two-disc best of DVD. Disc one has most of the episodes from season one, although five are missing. While disc two has a complete second season. So not a best of at all. No. Um, although it does appear that um, uh, it does appear it was America only. It's a Walmart exclusive, but now it's available nationwide. I'll see if I track it down. Um, eBay. I will find it on the eBay. The first episode of the first season released a special feature on Bill and Ted's most excellent collection DVD box set and on the Blu-ray of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. So the pilot, the pilot's quite easy, easy to get hold of. Yeah, if you've got a Blu-ray of excellent adventure. Yeah, or the, the most excellent DVD collection box set, which is most, the two films. I was going to say most excellent DVD collection. Two fucking films, that is. That's not a collection. That's two. That's not even a box set. That's two fucking films. I mean, fuck me. You, you put a flipper in there. It's one disc. Like they're only like ninety odd minutes or something. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's. Fuck. Well, I, that's forgot, I, I forgot about flipper DVDs. I still have quite a few flippers. I, I've uh, only got two. I think Goodfellas is one. Goodfellas are fucking pain in the ass of a flipper. Yeah. Um. I, I, what's the other one? I've definitely got another one, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's only the two I've got. Most of those early releases, uh, particularly Warner, 
yeah. and MGM. They used to come in those fucking cardboard yeah. case things. Oh, I fucking um, hated those. Most of them were flippers. Yeah. Fucking hate them. Um, but I'm just looking at all, all my DVDs are off to the left here. And I've got so many of those crappy cardboard things that with the plastic hinge. Yeah, yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, and they don't fucking stack properly. No, but you can fit a lot in a shelf. You can. Mine all stacked on the floor at the moment because the shelves are behind me. But they offer your discs absolutely zero fucking protection because they get dusty as fucking those things. Anyway, way (laughs) off topic once again. Yeah. Um, Let us know your thoughts on flippers. (laughs) Not the things you wear in the water. And not the dolphin. Yeah. That that may be another show another time. The early DVDs we're talking. Um, If you have anything good to say about flippers, then... What's wrong yeah. with you, basically? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've got nothing else to say. So I mean, we'll hand it over to, to you, listeners. Um, if you agree with us, if you, if you if you remember this, if you like it, you hate it, let us know. Get in touch with us. Um, let's say we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SMPDPod. Uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can find our previous episodes, our other shows as well. Uh, on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. Wherever you get your podcast from, be it uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Amazon Music as well, because we're on there as well, finally. Um, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and we'll get back to you as best we can. Uh, until next time. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes.